0: to be sitting down with you today.
1: Great, looking forward to it.
0: Absolutely, well, I'm, we're here with Mike, who's the CIO of the CNO Financial Group, um, responsible for the strategy execution of CNO's information technology, cybersecurity, IT infrastructure, and digital transformation. Wow, sounds like Many a things, yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds like a big job. Let's start at square one with, for those, aren't, for those who are not familiar with CNO Financial, can you give us a little bit of background on the
1: company? Sure, I'd be happy to. So we're a financial services company, mm-hmm. And we've got a purpose of securing the future of middle-income America. So mm-hmm. what that means is we help people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got 3 million customers across Indiana, across the United States that we sell financial products to. And, and with us, we make a promise to help them when they have a financial need. So for example, we sell supplemental health insurance, life insurance, uh, workplace benefits, annuities, products like that. And uh, again, we're, we're out to help people. I like. I love working for a company that uh, is about helping people.
0: Has a broader purpose, that's yeah. excellent. We are in a beautiful space. I know this is a big deal to you all, so can I kick it to you to talk about where we are and all the exciting news that's
1: coming? Yeah, I'd love to. So we are in our new headquarters here in Carmel, Indiana, and uh, we're so excited about it. It's a beautiful building. Uh, we're in process getting it ready for move-in early next year, and uh, it, we're a hybrid company, so we're some work remote and, and some in the office. And uh, being in this space, we're just so excited uh, when our teams get together, this is gonna be a great facility for us. By the way, we, we've got uh, offices across the United States in over 230 communities, but this is our headquarters here in Indiana.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I can certainly test it. It's beautiful. I can't wait to see how it finishes once the construction yeah, is done. Yeah, we're fired up. can yeah. yeah, big things ahead. I'd love to hear a little bit about more about you personally. I know we connected on our Texas background before this. Yeah. And before coming to CNO Financial, you are a veteran of FinTech and were with AIG for a long time. So, talk to us a little bit about your journey and what brought you to Indiana.
1: Sure. Well, I, I've worked all over the world, I've lived internationally. And when we had the opportunity to come here to Indiana uh, five years ago, really learned what a great place for family, great place for technology. Uh, and even education, so we've made it our home for the last five years, and my son is a true Hoosier. Uh, He's down at IU uh, as a sophomore, so we're super excited that uh, that he's uh, going to school down there.
0: That's awesome, what's he gonna be studying?
1: So he's my only We have three sons. Uh, he's my youngest son, and he's the only one that's going into IT. All right. So very proud, proud of him. Yes, <laughs> got one of the three. And he's studying uh, cybersecurity. So uh, he's, he's, uh, we need more in cyber to protect us against the bad guys. So.
0: Well, I hope you'll connect us and he can be an extern and go oh, through the that. whole tech point talent pipeline so we can keep him in, D- sure. in Indiana too. Love that. Awesome. Um, well, let's pivot and talk, talk tech a little bit because um, I'm excited to get your perspective on this. And obviously, digital transformation is such a hot topic um, these days. I don't need to tell you this. The World Economic Forum estimates that over $100 trillion in economic value will be created by 2025 through digital transformation. So given your tenure in fintech, I'd love to get your take on how digital transformation is impacting financial services in general and then its current state.
1: Yeah, sure. So- When I think of digital transformation, so it's big in financial services, like you said, a huge focus area. When I think about digital transformation, it's really about business transformation. Obviously, technology being the core component there. And I think of it maybe a little bit differently than, than some technical leaders in that to accomplish digital transformation or really any kind, whether it's cloud or AI or an agile transformation. It's really all about the people. So getting the people side right, I think is what underscores a successful digital transformation. So as an IT leader, we think if I have the right team empowered with the right culture, and you have all of those things, a natural outcome from that is going to be technology or digital transformation and we've seen that at cno that we've really focused on our culture and as an outcome and we're really tight with our business and as an outcome we see some great things happening transforming digitally Mm. so you know that's one of the things i think about when i think about digital transformation
0: that's outstanding i'd love to hear some examples of just what that's looked like how you all have transformed your culture and how you're seeing that impact the business?
1: Yeah, so um, so when I arrived at CNO, we talked a minute ago. you have been here for about five years. Um, that was a big focus area: was okay. How do we make this a top talent destination? How do we make this the best place to work? And so um, we did something crazy: is we put a plan in place. We we're like <laughs> a plan for culture. How do we, you know, what parts of our culture don't we like? What parts of our culture do our associates? wish were different. And so we started working towards that on kind of who do we want to be as an organization. And uh, so working with our teams, working with uh, our associates to come up with, you know, we get get feedback and we put a plan together, say, we're going to do some things differently. We're going to have more empowerment uh, decision making across the organization. Uh, We started our agile transformation uh, where we came closer with our business. Um, In generally said we we want this to be an inclusive environment where people can have fun at work uh, Which you know, not all workplaces are like that and so with all of that focus uh, on on the culture and Teamwork and working together and having fun What we saw was we started doing things better for the business and the business really started seeing uh, the outcomes from that that uh, just one of the things, we, we talk about how IT success is not success unless the business succeeds. So if we're wildly successful, we did our project on time, on budget. It, we did everything right, but the business didn't succeed. We actually didn't succeed. So anyway, so, so all of those things went into this plan, and, and we still spend lots of time on it today.
0: That's fantastic and a really great roadmap, I think, for people who are listening to this to think about how they could implement something similar in their own places. And I don't want to force you to give away your secret sauce here, but what would you say have been the main things that have worked for you all?
1: So I would love to give away my secret sauce. (laughs) So I, I get really fired up about this because I think any IT leader, if they prioritize the people and the culture of their organization, it's amazing what will happen. So, just a, a couple of thoughts on some things we've done. So, first of all, is have a plan. You know, be intentional, which is I think missing. Matter of fact, just on this topic, uh, I, I was using ChatGPT, and <laughs> I was preparing some strategy stuff. And I thought, well, what does ChatGPT have to say about this? So I was like, what are the top strategies for a CIO of a, you know, Fortune 600 insurance company? So I put it in there. And, uh, and I had to rephrase my question to, to get a good answer, but then it came up with the top five, and <clears throat> it was things like digital transformation and cybersecurity and data and uh, all the top suspects. Yeah. And, and then uh, from there, I said, well, what's the top 10? Well, number 10 was talent management. I said, well, what are the top 20? And it had all kinds of stuff, but what wasn't really in there was IT culture, the culture of your team, and since a large language model like ChatGPT is really just a, it's a predictive model based on a big set of data that tells you the set of data, the internet, everything that it looks at, there's not a lot of IT leaders that prioritize it. So the biggest, this part of the secret sauce is it's important if you make it a priority. So that's one thing. Another thing within that, uh, specifically, one of the things uh, we, happened when we started doing our culture journey was our associates said we're passionate about this too like it's not really about the leader culture it's about all of us and it's more important how the employees the associates feel about it so it transitioned from being leadership led to being associate led so we've got a team uh, they call themselves the culture crew and the culture crew came up with a statement of who we want to be And uh, what they came up with, it's be the change, and the change, C-H-A-N-G-E, the the letters each stand for something. So they said, we wanna be collaborative, we wanna be honest, the H, we wanna be accepting, we wanna be inclusive, the N and inclusive, and uh, we wanna be empowering. And so those five elements, and then we take those, we talk about them all the time. And as a matter of fact, I've shared with our teams, we do town halls twice a month where everybody comes and it's virtual usually, but where we just kind of have fun and talk about what's going on. And one of the things I've been sharing about is I'm focused. We we always ask somebody, focus on one of those things yourself. How am I going to be a a better teammate, a better employee? And I've been focusing on being empowering um, and to to do that well, uh, to help empower our organization. So anyway, so so getting associates engaged, letting them help lead that effort, but most of all being intentional about it is, I think, super important uh, to a successful culture journey and having a high-performing team.
0: That's outstanding! What a special team to be a part of.
1: Yeah, it's, they're the best. The best. It's by the way, I, it's my favorite company and favorite job ever. Not even close. So I just I love it.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So I, when we are talking today, we're thinking a lot about the particular people leading a lot of this work, CIOs, CTOs, CDOs. Talk to us about the top two or three things that you see that those individuals have in common across organizations.
1: Yeah. The, I mean, we just talked, you asked about digital transformation. And I think in financial services especially, that's pretty much on uh, all the CIOs I know in, in this space. Digital transformation is a biggie. And I had talked about the people component of it. Beyond that, in financial services, most larger companies have a lot of legacy technology or bluntly old stuff, you know, mainframes with decades old uh, code, uh, a lot of older technologies, even some of our newer technologies has become outdated with time. So I, I think a big piece of what we're all trying to do is to uh, advance that technology capability and it's hard because it's embedded in kind of how our complex web of systems works so digital transformation I think is a huge one and uh, the newer tools AI uh, cloud platforms, some of those things are helping to accelerate that journey so that's one <laughs> of them I, another one I think about talked about my son being in cyber but yeah. I, near the top of everybody's list Bad guys are out there uh, coming to get us, so so I think that's a big as well. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, that that's great, and it certainly resonates with so many of the conversations I'm hearing as well. I speaking about um, particular technologies. What's on the forefront right now in fintech business for digital innovators?
1: Yeah, so AI. Uh, I think, not surprisingly, I, probably nobody's surprised that I bring that up, but that feels like it has catapulted this year. Yeah. So we've been doing AI a long time. AI is actually not new at all. It's the large language models maturing and like ChatGPT and others yes. uh, coming to the forefront. So so that's on that's uh, on the forefront and it's pretty exciting. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I find it interesting, not just the cool technology, but it's the second time in my career I've seen a what I think of it as a consumer-led change in business technology. And the first time that happened, it's uh, been a long time ago now, but when the iPhone was first introduced, I was working with AIG, as you mentioned, and I was running global end-user services. And back then, it was all about the BlackBerry. Hmm. So I'm sure some of the listeners are probably like, what's that? But uh, the younger <laughs> folks, but BlackBerry was you know, it was great. It, was, you it had, a had a
0: BlackBerry. Okay, there
1: you go. It was really nifty. And it, it was the, <laughs> the old device. You got email on your phone. That was yeah. the big deal. And so uh, the iPhone came out, and our employees would come to us and say, hey, "Can I get an email on my iPhone?" Like, no, no, that's that's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not secure. We don't have enterprise management tools. No. And so, well, it became more and more popular, and the consumers, uh, you know, and everybody's getting their iPhones. So we are like, no, 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 it's, that's we shall not. <laughs> then the CEO came to me and said, hey, I need to email on my phone. And I very nicely said, no, I didn't <laughs> say fly Like that. I was like, no, you know, it's not secure and all that. And he's like, no, I really want to email on my phone. I was like, well, and he said, I don't think you're listening. Put email on my phone is like, okay. You know, third time I, I finally caught a clue. So we figured it out and I was really worried about it because this isn't secure and so we did it. Well then very shortly his direct reports came to us and said, hey, he's got it, give it to me. And next thing you know, of course everybody's got it and corporate IT had to figure out how can we securely and effectively support this technology that's being driven outside in. Yes. So I take that example and I think about, I'm seeing it happen <laughs> today with AI and it's not that the technology is what I'll call consumer driven but the prioritization of what's happening at corporate IT because mm. you have business leaders coming in and saying I can do it at home why can't I do it at work yeah. what about this the hard part about that at least for uh, for me and and our team is that you know sometimes it's like well it's not that easy mm. at work right what you did at home is more complicated the brilliant thing is we have business leaders saying, I want technology. I, give me more technology that will help my business. So I, it's, again, I think of it as consumer-driven because when you experience it at home, yeah. why can't I experience it at work? So that's that's this big cultural shift that yes. we're seeing. Yes,
0: yeah. that's so, it's so interesting. Okay, I can't help but see the way your eyes light up, though, when you think about the possibilities. Yeah. So I'm curious your perspective on where we are on the adoption. What are you seeing that's already coming to life? Or do you, what does the roadmap look like from
1: here? Yeah, so adoption, I, I think of it as we're in the hype curve of, of any new technology and AI, even though AI has been around for many years, the newest AI, I think we're early in the hype curve. And uh, I, and i talk with other CIOs, we're all working to figure out how can we leverage the technology I talked earlier about, it's all about business success. So it's not just about the technology, but how can we actually add value? So on the large language models, uh, I think most of us are early in that process and I think uh, seeing some early wins, Uh, but that's on the, uh, I kind of break AI into uh, three broad categories and there's a lot of ways to do this, but I think of it as intelligent automation, augmentation, and then decision-making. So that, the augmentation space, I think and uh, that augmentation, meaning you know, helping somebody meet, be more productive through data-driven insights, through kind of helping knowledge workers do things differently. Yeah. And uh, I think we're still fairly early in, in that. Mm-hmm. In the uh, intelligent automation, pretty far down the path, uh, especially in financial services, robotics, in, in robotics really isn't AI, but taking that into intelligent automation I see further along the hype curve for sure uh, in the implementation. And the cool thing there is that it's not just uh, automating something, but the tools are advancing so quickly that how long it takes you to implement. And I think more importantly, when something in your environment changes using the AI tools, you don't have to go in and recode a change. It will see the change and keep the automation going. It's cool stuff. Yes. so further along on that yes now for at least for cno and i and most of my cio counterparts i know in financial services on decision making we're, we're not going down that path we don't make any decisions using ai on our customers and most companies at least in financial services aren't heading down that mm-hmm. that path
0: interesting to bring that one up yeah, yeah it makes perfect sense you've started to provide some of these but if there's any others on your mind just specific examples of the way you're implementing this and the business results that you're
1: seeing. Sure yeah so I I mentioned cyber a couple times earlier Uh, so we're using an AI tool in cyber that does a better job in senses or figures out in that AI way that it does uh, (laughs) phishing uh, emails so because we've got all these tools out protecting its phishing but stuff makes it through so we now have an AI tool that will look in a different way uh, to detect phishing to protect us. Because it's the number one risk is phishing emails from a cyber perspective. So that's pretty neat. Uh, also data. So we have piles of data. We have so, so much data. And so uh, we, we have some AI tools now that will go cull through all of our, we've, we've got diverse databases all over the place. Data, 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 data. And it goes through all of it and it catalogs it and categorizes it and pulls the data out into usable ways. So that that's a real powerful, fairly recent for us in this last year that we've implemented. So some things we've done, things we're looking at now is software coding and testing. Sure. Uh, we're doing some proof of concepts now to accelerate uh, that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're looking at that. Um, and oh, the, the other one is looking at a private large language model Uh, for our associates so they can just, for their individual productivity, they can utilize something like chat GPT in their day-to-day job. Is it, you know, for some people and for most of us, we know our job better than anybody else. So if you put a tool in their hands, they'll figure out smart ways to use it. Well said. Yeah, same stuff.
0: Yes, absolutely. I want to close out a little bit on a note about community and the impact technology can have in that. So obviously, AI can do a lot for an individual company and for its market competitiveness, but it can do quite a bit to accelerate the overall workforce productivity and economic growths for communities in like Indiana. So where can corporate and tech leaders effectively make a difference on that front?
1: Yeah, I, I think there there's a lot. in. I'm gonna go back to kind of that people side we were talking about earlier. I I think the first focus is on, you know, if you have that focus on your culture and your people to start, and then I think that goes out in the community from there. And so thinking about CNO uh, and just one of many examples, but one example is we focus on the health of our employees. We're consistently ranked as a top healthiest employer so uh, we focus on that. And then we do things like within the community, the Indianapolis Marathon, the monumental, yeah. is sponsored by CNO. And as a matter of fact, quick side story. Please. Uh, uh, it was two weekends ago, I think, was, was the marathon. And I usually run it, I'm a runner. Uh, so I love that we sponsor the marathon. But uh, we have over 300 volunteers. Well, I was unable to run this year. So I thought, well all volunteer, and I was kind of a little begrudging. And I went down there and the energy of our associates volunteering, I I was doing space blankets and putting around people finishing and just the fact that, you know, we were out there supporting people being healthy, you know, doing healthy activities. And so I, I think of how, you know, your teams, us as leaders, IT leaders and our teams, when they're excited about what they do at work and they can take that excitement into the community, we've got associates that volunteer all over Indianapolis, uh, all over the country as well. Mm -hmm. And so I I think that giving back component uh, and taking our uh, opportunities and helping others, Mm -hmm. I think is a great thing. I also think about uh, TechPoint's uh, Indy CIO network yes. and what you guys do with that. Uh, I'm the president of uh, Society of Information Managers, Indy, mm. which is another place I encourage all IT leaders to plug into those. Mm. And there's a lot of giving back opportunities there as well, well where we can take you know, our uh, IT view and capabilities and help others in the community. And we see a lot of that going on across Indy.
0: Well, it definitely feels like one of the secret sauces to the community here. Yeah. Well, it's a great full circle answer all the way back to the beginning of just who CNO is as an organization, who you are as a leader. So thank you so much for your time today. And such a pleasure to get to hear all of this.
1: Thanks. It's been a pleasure. Good. Appreciate it.